Thanks for tuning in. I'm Michael Watson, and this is the Influence Watch podcast. In this episode, George Soros' main foundation hires prominent Democrats to lead its U.S. operations, big-time left-wing donors register hundreds of thousands of voters for the midterm elections, and Pennsylvania Teamster bosses try to shame their members into voting correctly. Our first item, uh, George Soros' Open Society Foundations, which are now led by former Obama administration official Patrick Gaspard, has appointed new leadership for its U.S. programs division. Former Democratic congressman and failed far-left Virginia gubernatorial candidate Tom Perriello will serve as executive director of the foundation's U.S. programs, while Obama White House Domestic Policy Council director and former vice president of the National Council of La Raza, Cecilia Munoz, will chair the U.S. programs board. When you hear that an organization is Soros-funded, what that typically means is that it's taken money from the Open Society Foundations, shorthand OSF, or the related foundation to promote open society, which are the principal tax-exempt vehicles that uh, George Soros uses to fund his policy advocacy. Very soon, OSF will become the second largest private policy advocacy foundation after the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation imminently, as Mr. Soros has pledged to contribute an additional $18 billion to his advocacy philanthropy efforts. So who is Tom Perriello? From 2009 to 2011, he was a congressman from the U.S. state of Virginia, rode President Obama's coattails before being defeated in the 2010 Tea Party Republican House wave, in part because he racked up a down-the-line left-wing voting record. After losing his seat, Perriello was hired by the Center for American Progress Action Fund, best known as the publisher of the Think Progress family of factually challenged left-wing agitprop blogs. Cap Action and its parent organization, the Center for American Progress, are major players in the left-wing infrastructure and have received substantial funding from OSF. In 2014, Perriello went back into politics, joining the Obama administration, taking positions in the State Department. And then, after Obama left office in 2017, Perriello launched a campaign to run for governor of Virginia on a platform inspired by left-wing, self-described Democratic Socialist Bernie Sanders. And in his campaign, he received substantial financial support from George Soros, who is not a Virginia resident. Perriello lost the Democratic nomination to the much more centrist, now governor, Ralph Northam. After losing, Perriello established a political action committee, Win Virginia, to support Democratic candidates for state legislature. Cecilia Munoz, who is now the chairman of the Open Society Foundation's U.S. Programs Board, was in the Obama administration director of the Domestic Policy Council, which is the convening for all the non-economic social policy initiatives of the President of the United States, whoever that happens to be. Before she joined the Obama administration, Munoz worked in a senior advisory role for Unidos U.S., a Latino interest group better known by its former name, the National Council of La Raza. Currently, she serves as vice president of New America, a corporate-aligned left-of-center think tank funded in part by George Soros' son, Jonathan. For OSF, the appointment of Perriello and Munoz means more of the same. OSF is a major funder of the left wing, and not at all moderate. It supports the Acorn-descended community organizing groups like Center for Popular Democracy, far-left think tanks like Demos, uh, if the new left-wing cry to abolish immigration and customs enforcement is generally credited to a Demos scholar. And OSF even funds the Alliance for Global Justice, which is a fiscal sponsor of numerous projects supporting legal defense for far-left extremists and propaganda for regimes not aligned with the United States. 
The only likely difference is that Perriello will have more money at his disposal after Soros's most recent contributions clear. Our second item is related. Well-connected liberal interest groups are touting their efforts to register large numbers of voters in advance of the midterm elections. Keeping with the Soros Open Society Foundation's theme, the Win Justice PAC, a political committee associated with the Win Justice campaign led by the Center for Community Change, which itself is led by Open Society Foundation's board member Deepak Bhargava, reported that 3 million of its 4.6 million in contributions to date in the 2018 election cycle have come from Soros. And most of the rest, an additional million, came from the Service Employees International Union, a major left-wing infrastructural donor. This is not new for Open Society Foundations and the George Soros Network. In 2014, uh, a document apparently hacked from OSF indicated that Soros and his political lieutenants had set themselves a goal of expanding the electorate by at least 10 million voters, with the belief that that would be able to bring victories to to, uh, left-of-center candidates. Other win-justice supporters include Planned Parenthood Votes, the political arm of the Planned Parenthood Federation of America, the largest advocate for abortion in the country, Color of Change PAC. These groups are targeting Florida, Nevada, and Michigan, all states with competitive gubernatorial or U.S. Senate races, or both. And Soros has also contributed an additional 100,000, alongside other left-wing donors, most prominently Steven Spielberg, to a Florida state affiliate of Win Justice. Florida, even more so than the other two, has very tight races for governor and U.S. Senate, prominently targeted by both parties. On the subject of Florida, billionaire left-wing environmentalist Tom Steyer, his next-gen America PAC claimed that it had registered 230,000 voters in 10 states, with the largest portion, 50,000, in what might be America's purplest state. The canvas targeted younger voters, supposedly part of an emerging Democratic majority of left-leaning demographic groups who will supposedly swamp conservatives in future elections. Whether or not those emerging majority predictions are accurate, the efforts of Steyer, Soros, SCIU, Planned Parenthood, and Center for Community Change should put the lie to the liberal myth of nonpartisan civic participation. Tax-deductible charities and foundations like OSF claim to be supporting nonpartisan voter outreach, but how credible is that nonpartisanship when their non-tax-deductible arms are openly bragging about their partisan impact in congressional, gubernatorial, and Senate elections in what will, in 2020, be presidential swing states? Our third item comes from Pennsylvania, where the bosses of the Teamsters Union are mad at the membership. You see, in the 2016 presidential election, Republican Donald Trump did unusually well with union households. That's pollster speak for union members and their families. While the Teamsters Union nationally directed over 90% of its federal partisan political spending towards the Democratic Party. So the Pennsylvania Conference of Teamsters has decided to hector the rank and file, sending mailers telling them to stick with the Blue Party, lest Republicans use nuclear weapons against their collective bargaining agreement. Seriously, the leaflet was illustrated with a clipart picture of a nuclear explosion mushroom cloud. Because the mailer was directed to union households, it's important to note that it was probably paid for with member dues, not elective political funds. And those may even include mandatory dues. Pennsylvania does not have a right-to-work law. So for the 40 or so percent of union household members who consistently vote Republican, and this isn't unique to Trump, this goes back uh, in cycle after cycle, between 30 and 40 percent of union households in the exit poll say they supported Republican candidates. Trump did better than that. Uh, They are paying, with their dues money, for their bosses to yell at them, in print, for not sharing the Teamsters Union's value hierarchy. 
In addition to funding Democrats overwhelmingly, the Teamsters Union funds left-wing judicial policy through the American Constitution Society, Democratic-aligned voter activation through America Votes, and expansionist immigration advocacies through DEMOS, who we mentioned earlier, and Make the Road New York. Even more so, the union has funded left-wing media through Netroots Nation, among other contributions to the left-of-center infrastructure. Ultimately, until legislative reforms, the Federal Proposed Employee Rights Act, which would make these political contributions opt-in, or a state right-to-work law, which would allow Pennsylvania union, union members who don't support the union's political operations and are sick of funding them to uh, elect not to fund the union, or some other similar reform is made, union members who don't align with their boss's politics will continue to pay to be harangued at election time by their union bosses. That's our show for this week. If you're listening to this on YouTube, we encourage you to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you have subscribed, thank you. And please leave us a five-star rating. We'll see you next week.